it was like a religious experience. Welcome, everyone, to the CavsCorner.com podcast, CavsCorner.com, your source for the sports. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com, coming to you live from the palatial Franklin Estates in the west end of Richmond, where it is Wednesday, May the 19th. Uh, June is right around the corner, which for all of y'all means like vacations and all kinds of fun things. For me, it's probably like the busiest June of my entire life. Though, I, wait a minute, I was at the beach one time. And Virginia football got like eleven commitments in like two days or some nonsense. Do you remember that? It was it was one of the that was that was wild. But no, June is going to be the craziest month I think of uh, the entire time that I've owned uh, this site. But anyway, um, tonight we we've we've got a special guest who I will introduce momentarily, um, and we uh, we got some fun planned for you guys, which I cannot take any credit for because it was all one of my co-hosts. Um, before we get started, let's go around and introduce everybody at least for the. Uh, um, for the crew tonight, everybody is one David Spence up in Fishersville. How's it going, my friend? It's good, Brad. I'm I'm coming to you from the palatial Ford Tundra, uh, Toyota Tundra. Sorry, just called my Toyota my Tundra wow. Ford. I've got a house full of people, and I didn't want to be yelling about being quiet, so I went outside. <laughs> but yeah, doing good. Who Dave's on the board at? Who Dave's on Twitter? And Cavs Corner also on Twitter. Cavs underscore Corner. Great place for the in-game updates, the content items, and the occasional witty banter. Actually, you know what, Dave? I'm gonna let you introduce. Carry because I think uh, you you've earned that because you you lined this all up and this was your baby and uh, I'm really I'm really happy to do it so you uh, how, how about you take the floor yeah well our guest the, the esteemed head coach of East Rock um, but entering your eighth year now uh, Carrie played basketball Carrie I kind of read your bio a little bit man so if I embarrass you I apologize in advance <laughs> but uh, 1993 graduate of Spotswood, state champion. We'll talk about that more. And then went on to play at Eastern Mennonite. Um, and now in his entering his eighth season at East Rock, coaching, coaching some very good players um, and about to play a future Virginia commit next year in uh, Isaac McNeely. So, uh, yeah, Kerry Keyes is on the podcast, and it's good to have him. Appreciate Welcome, it, guys. Carrie. I'm uh, thrilled to be on. Um, I must admit, uh, Brad, or when Dave talked to me about a month ago, um, I didn't realize I was going to be following the week after uh, Dillman. So um, <laughs> I got tough shoes to follow. It's going to be tough. So, um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'm not sure I can live up to that, but I'll do my best. Well, Kerry, I'll let Brad take over the interview after this. But the one thing I wanted to make sure we discussed, but, and I know you don't like talking about it, um, just because I've I've seen articles of you where you where that's the first thing they say he doesn't like talking about it. But <laughs> so Brad is a Greenville you know a Greenville guy. Um, I grew yes. up in Dinwiddie. So, um, but 1993 state title game. I believe it was in University Hall, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Yeah, uh, you hit a, a shot there to steal that game. Just a just um, a little shot, you know, not a big deal. Yeah. Didn't win a state Which championship was fun. or anything. But I was looking at I was reading it today. Were you really 21 of 21 from the free throw line in the semis and the finals? Yeah. 
it's can a we good talk weekend, about how, man. Can we just can we talk about how he got to the line that often? We're not we're not going to talk about that. He's getting those Coach K calls, man. That's all yeah, I'm saying. Exactly. It's funny. I'm watching uh, NBA right now, and I forget how how much I dislike watching Grayson Allen. That's why I'm that's um, why I'm outside. <laughs> um, I've told Kerry this before, and I will tell him again that uh, he he broke he broke my soul that day in University Hall, and. Um, if my sister is listening to this, uh, Christy, turn it off because this is going to give you some sort of PTSD. But so that was, I mean, that team, that that Greensville County team was loaded. And um, I don't think up to that point that team had done anything remotely like that ever. And so for us to, you know, to go to the state championship or excuse me, to even go to states, I mean, getting to regions and states was just a big deal. But then for that game to go the way it did and end the way it ended, so we get in the car afterwards, and my sister, who was a cheerleader, it was her junior season, her junior year, she is just crying. She's just, you know, inconsolable. And we started to back out of the parking spot. And my dad goes, well, Christy, you're just going to have to get over it. And I was like, oh, dude. Like, even as a teenager, I was like, oh, man, that was not, that was just not a good look. Like, her team just got, like, it's heartbroken right there, you know, on the floor. And my dad just, like, and I was like, well, I guess, I, you know, it's going to be a long you know, hour and some odd change or whatever to get back home. But yeah, that was a, that was a heck of a game. Kerry, what do you remember about playing in that game? Um, you know, years later. I mean, the, it's been 29 years now, which is crazy to even think about. I guess next year will be the 30 year reunion of that team. But I mean, just growing up being a Virginia fan, honestly, and, and having that opportunity to play at U-Haul um, was amazing. And Honestly, our we our school was very similar. We we had never made it to a regional tournament um, before that season, and just had a lot of seniors that had played together for a long time and kind of made that run. Um, so we were kind of similar to to Greensville, um, but then obviously making the win his shot on the court that you would do anything to play uh, college at was um, was awesome. And uh, I tell people all the time I'm in real estate, and so I'm meeting a lot of new people all the time and you'll be amazed at how many times just in our local community, you know, in the Harrisonburg Rockingham area that they can, they bring it up. I mean, and I, I won't know them at all. And, and they're still bringing that up 30 years later. So yeah. um, I assume I'll always uh, hear that. And it was just yeah. funny talking to Brad, I guess it was last year, Brad, when we yeah. um, started talking about, or you were contacting me about uh, Tyler um, and, you brought it up and I was just like, wow, that, that's another example. So, yeah, man. Um, but yeah, it was great memories for sure. <laughs> yeah. Says you, um, you know, but no, seriously though, it was in hindsight, you know, as a, as a, as a kid, I mean, I couldn't appreciate it in the moment, but you know, the, those two teams I think were as, as they were different, but they were extremely good at what they did. And, you know, Virginia uh, Greensville had, you know, Ricky Barnes and, um, um, oh gosh, Marcus Clark. And I mean, they had just, they were just loaded. Um, and I, I just didn't, you know, as a kid, I thought, you know, there's no, there's no team that's going to, you know, they can't beat. And then I, I saw you guys. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This, yeah, that's, that's a real team too. So, I mean, it, it's funny though, because having covered a lot of basketball games now in my career, um, it, it's, it's interesting. I think that's, that's the first time that I really understood how hard it can be when, when the team, if you're a fan, the team you pull for loses. When you're a player, the, the, the team that you play on loses. You know, it, it in a lot of ways, I think, um, broadened my horizons much more than a win would have. 
Um, so in, in that respect here, thank you for teaching me a, a, a very valuable <laughs> lesson or something like that. But um, Gary started to make sure I continue to bring that up throughout the years. So, so Carrie, when, when you were a player, did you think then that you would turn into a coach? Did you, did you, did you think then like, Hey, I, I really like this basketball thing. I, I think I want to do it for a long, long time. Or was it, or did coaching kind of come later to you? Like it does for a, yeah, lot of, honestly, a lot of guys. When I, when I was in college and I was playing in college, I, I kind of wanted to get away from it. So I didn't coach for a few years out of, um, out of college. Uh, but then obviously when that's been your life yeah. for 20, you know, 23 years, uh, you want to get back into it. So, um, I, you know, I, I started coaching and I got, got in at um, uh, my alma mater EMU. I was assistant there for 10 years. Uh, prior to to coaching at East Rock, so um, a couple years off there, I really missed it, um, and just it was it was great to get back into it. And now I can't imagine not coaching. When um, when you got into it, how how hard a transition was that? Like how what was it like to go from a, pl- a person who looked at it as a player to now a person who has to look at it as some you know being able to translate that to players? How tough how tough was that transition? when you're young, really difficult because you're, you're the guys that you're coaching are not much, um, not much younger than you are. So it just, it's like anything is experience as you go, you learn and um, you, you see what others do and you learn from the coaches that you coach with. And you, you obviously learn by watching on TV and, and watching film, but um, it, it's, it's like anything else. It's a process and an experience, you know, nothing to be experienced. And I obviously, uh, as you continue to grow as a coach, it's just like growing as a player. You just keep improving and improving, um, you know, each season. Now, how you know, you're going into your eighth season? Is, is it safe to say that Tyler is the best player you've coached so far? <laughs> yeah, we, um, we we've had great success at our school. We're a small school, uh, Elkton, Virginia. Most people probably don't know where that is. Um, you know, we've got a couple stoplights in town, um, <laughs> but but we've had a successful program. You know, the the seven, eight years that we've been there. Um, but obviously Tyler's kind of taken us to another level, uh, not not just in the state. I mean, we've been in the state finals two of the last three years, um, but, you know, really nationally now because of, you know, him being recruited basically <laughs> by many schools throughout the country. So um, he, he definitely has taken us to another level um, that, that we haven't been at. And, and obviously we've never – had a kid like that at our school. Right, so right. Um, it, it's, 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 it's been a lot of fun for me, for him, but then for our school and our community, uh, yeah. cause he's such a good kid and works so hard. And, um, it's just, it's just really cool for everybody involved with our school. Yeah. Um, Others but- funny, um, you, you know, owning a sports store in the Valley, like I've Elkton, I get a lot of, even though we're in, you know, my stores and stores strapped, I would bet you, 15 to 20 percent of our business is elkton like we just have really good connections there so about four or five years ago i started hearing from my elkton friends like well there's this kid coming up he's going to be d1 and you know i hear that a lot (laughs) about a lot of players (laughs) and and like every time you know as tyler got into varsity he was like oh you need to come watch this boy play and you know, he's going to get offers. He's going to get offers like, okay, uh, I've seen him. He looks pretty good. And then 
as soon as he got that, I can't remember who his first offer was. Uh, JMU was his first one. Yeah. As soon as he got that one, like two or three dudes from Elkton texted me that day. Like, <laughs> he got it. Told you, told you. Like, yeah, yeah, he's good. He's good. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but yeah, the pride that Elkton has about him is, is it's fun to watch. You know, it, it is definitely, even though I didn't grow up here, I feel like I'm, I'm part of the community now. And, you know, Tyler certainly is a, a, a beacon of pride for, for Elkton and, it's been fun. Like, I think he's developed a lot the last two years, just watching what I've been able to see from him. Um, I guess some of that's coaching Gary. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he continues to develop for sure. I mean, it's just, it's disappointing um, last season not to have, obviously, a full yeah. season. Yeah. Um, the year before his sophomore year, I mean, our, our gym, I mean, it wasn't like Mac McClung crazy, like gym <laughs> packed, but it was pretty, We, I mean, we were pretty packed almost every night when right. he was a sophomore and I, I'm last year probably would have been even more. So um, it's, it's sad that we missed out on that, but I mean, that's a story for a different day that, you know, yeah. we've gone over many times, but, um, but excited for his senior year um, and, and what can uh, be with that. So for folks who may not, um, who may not know, I, I, I should have done this off the top, but, but Tyler Nickel is a four-star um Rivals 150 kid. Uh, we currently got him 91st nationally, 6'7", 215. He's got 15 offers right now. Um, you can go to the website and, and check out his profile. Um, but, you know, a really talented kid who who, who certainly has a, a kind of a varied skill set. And, um, you know, he's got the recruitment to, to show for it. Um, in, when you've – when when I, I want to kind of go back because one of the things, you know, as I mentioned to you off, off air, one of the things I really like about – you know, having a coach's perspective is just, we, we think of recruiting, you know, this way or that way. Um, you experience, you know, his recruitment and helping him through that in a very different way than most people probably even, even heck, even I know, right. Even I realize. And as somebody who I can understand it for guys, maybe who were national recruits and stuff who maybe went through it, but even then like the time difference, right. Between like, if you were, you know, if you were a national recruit in the nineties, it's nothing like that. Now it's a significant, it's a completely different animal. When this thing got going, what, what what were your first? What are your earliest memories of like, you know, coaches kind of calling and reaching out to him? Like, what what are your right. earliest memories of that? And what was that like for you as you started to kind of get that get a feel for like, okay, maybe maybe this could be a lot bigger, um, you know, than I'm used to. Yeah, I mean, obviously, just huge difference. I mean, we we have kids playing in college that have been through our program. Um, and we've had, you know, Division three, Division two, even some low level D1 coaches that have been through and I've talked to and um, but but this was this was crazy. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I was trying to think of like a couple of things that just was just kind of like just made me like my mouth was wide open. I guess one, the recruitment process, I guess, is just so different this year. So I don't have a lot to base it against. Um, because this is our first high level recruit. So it's not like we're, um, you know, a factory that, you know, recruits and has a bunch of D one guys. So this, this was the first time for, for everyone involved. Um, so it was, it was the first couple of times that I think it was coach, uh, an assistant coach from NC state called me. I think that was av- after his ninth grade year and he had just gotten the offer from JMU, um, and, uh, it was a North Carolina number that called me and I was like, uh, you know, probably a spam call. I'm not going to answer it. So <laughs> listen to the message and it was NC state. I was like, wow. Um, so then I guess Virginia tech, uh, coach, um, uh, assistant coach from there came, came to one of our open gyms and it just, from there it just kind of took off and it was yeah. like, 
who's going to call this week. And, um, and at that time early, but I guess before I forget the exact date when they can start calling, uh, uh, rise and juniors, but before that they couldn't call Tyler. So they would call me and try to set up a time where we could get together or they would call the AAU coach. So at that time I was probably hearing more from a lot of the coaches than, than I do now, but, um, it was a couple, um, couple of things that stand out was that that night, um, the night where they can start getting contacted at midnight. Um, you know, he, he obviously every, every high level recruit, their phone's blowing up. So I wake up the next morning and I've got a text from him and it's a screenshot of where coach Bennett had texted him. So he knew that one would be uh, special for me. So yeah, that was pretty cool. But um, a couple other things like the zoom calls have been, you know, that, that's really a lot of it right now where you, because they can't take visits. So, we were on a Zoom call with Iowa, um, and they were getting ready to play North Carolina the next night at Carolina. Um, and I mean, they're selling the school and they're showing, you know, highlights of, um, you know, clips of their of their players and how Tyler would fit in. Um, so I mean, that was a cool experience to see that. Um, but then I turned the TV on the next night and. <laughs> there's coach McCaffrey in Iowa and they're lighting it up in North Carolina. I'm like, man, I was just on a zoom call with those guys. Last <laughs> night. But, um, it's, it, it, it's, it's been, it's, it's been a blast to be honest with you um, as a lifelong basketball fan, especially college basketball fan um, to get, to get calls from, from these coaches that you admire and respect so much. It's, um, it's just amazing. Yeah. When you've had to, you know, obviously as his coach and and certainly you mentioned you know coaches before they could contact him they had to contact you or contact his AU coach or whatever to set up a call or what have you like um but I would imagine that there was also a time when when things started getting kind of busy right you kind of started getting kind of hectic and he goes from being like almost like an maybe this is not the right word but novelty right there's like oh man this is this is a lot of fun to like oh man this is this is a lot of work um, you know, and I would imagine that, you know, a lot of that falls on Tyler, you know, having return calls, getting so many texts and, you know, the contact with that, with, I would imagine too, with like having such a, a long dead period where he couldn't take visits and, you know, you weren't going to be able to, you know, all right, look, we, we got a game now. And then, the, you know, so-and-so plays at such and such, let's, let's go out and, and watch it, whatever. Um, but did you have a moment at any point so far in his recruitment where, it got hectic where it, it, it just, you, you kind of feel the weight of it all. Cause I mean, obviously it's a huge thing for him and, and a huge decision he's got to make as he goes through it. But in terms of sort of your involvement with it, uh, was there ever a moment where it, it just got hectic like that? I mean, it's all been pretty hectic from the start <laughs> to be honest with you, but I mean, I'm just, I'm just so thankful and so happy for him. And, and like I said, happy for our, our community to, to be able to experience this, that, any notoriety that he gets or any, I mean, we're just, we're enjoying the process. And I, I mean, I really mean that from the bottom of my heart because it's, I mean, there's no, from a small, where, where we live, a small area, there's no guarantee that this is going to happen again. Um, so we're just, we're making the most of it for sure. Um, but, but I have seen where he's like, man, <laughs> his phone's just blowing up. You know, we'll be, we'll finish a workout and he's over there and like returning calls and returning texts. So, uh, I'm sure it's much worse for him, but I I'm enjoying every every daggone second of it, man. To, to be that. honest with you, I hear that. I did have one question, Carrie. Like the, um, you know, the recruiting landscape certainly in the last decade, you know, the high school coach versus the AAU coach, right? Like that role has changed. So, like, what 
I mean, every, I'm sure every kid's recruitment is different, but like, what are you like talking to his AAU coach? Let him know what you're hearing. Like, are you guys you know, sharing information so that you can give Tyler information? Like, how do, do you got, like, does that happen across, across I mean, basketball? For, if you know what I'm yeah, trying to he say. He plays for team loaded. So yeah. uh, Ty White obviously um, is uh, in charge of that program and, He's also the coach at John Marshall, so I know him. We don't speak a, um, a lot about it. Um, mm-hmm. We both basically work with – both of us work with his dad through that. Um, gotcha. But uh, something interesting I was thinking of yesterday um, is how some schools – there are several schools that are recruiting him that I've never heard from. That's um, interesting. That yeah, is interesting. There's a lot of schools that are recruiting him that I talk to probably on a weekly basis. Interesting. Um, and there's no really rhyme or reason. And obviously I won't mention schools on either side <laughs> of that, but um, that's been, that's been really interesting. Um, and I guess it is what it is. And every program, um, you know, does things different, but um, I, I mean, I just got a lot of respect for the, for the, I, the head coaches that reach out to me. Um, yeah, I think that means a lot. I think that means a lot to, um, to recruits as well that, that coaches do that. So, but, but yeah, there's been several that I have not, I've never heard from. That's interesting. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to be pushy. I'm going to be pushy and and wear my (laughs) journalism hat here. And you're more than welcome not to answer the question, but I now I'm just curious. So those schools that you don't hear from, is Mm -hmm. Tyler aware of that? Like, does he have any idea about that? I don't think so. Okay, um, that's cute. That's cool. The reason I was I asking is because like I could see a what? I I could see a situation where maybe if if like you know if I'm a kid who and, and you know I, I've got mad respect for both my AU coach and my high school coach and you know a, a college coach chooses so to speak chooses one or the other right I could see from a relationship standpoint like hey I don't know if you're really invested in me because right. you're not talking to all you know all the the people in, in my corner who matter to me you know what i'm saying like i could see that being a thing to a kid but i also understand too like from his standpoint you know ma- you know whether who's talking to you or who's talking to ty you know however that process works might just kind of be kind of off the radar a little bit but i you know figured i'd be pushy a little bit um I'll, i'm gonna try to get you to name the schools by the end of the show um <laughs> but so, you listen to our right. podcast care we always <laughs> <cut down. laughs> that's the that's that's the patreon we always joke about the the Cavs corner podcast after dark um so as as he's gone through this how have you noticed anything change about him I, I think for a lot of us myself included people who cover recruiting you know we get to know kids pretty early on and we you know i i've you know i i've known a lot of dudes who are very different by the time you right. know they make their college decision versus when i start talking to them um and i think that's just natural there's also a maturity aspect to it, right they're different you know different ages at different stages you know when we when we when when the thing starts to get going and it, you know they're in a different place when it stops rolling right um, right. I'm just curious from a, from your standpoint as a coach, have you seen him sort of change in terms of, you know, once the attention has come, have you, have you seen him not change as the attention has come? How, how has he handled the process? I mean, I've so known far? Ty, I mean, since probably kindergarten, first grade, just because my son Cooper, I mean, they've played together, you know, their entire lives. So, um, I mean, the only thing I see with him is his confidence level as this is progress has just climbed and he's just, I mean, he's a confident dude. <laughs> I mean, it's, um, he's a confident player. So, um, but he's humble. I mean, he's very humble. Um, and he goes to East Rockingham. I mean, it, we're a small school. Um, he, he's probably 
had a chance to go somewhere else, you know, and, and he stayed loyal to me and he stayed loyal to our school and our program and our, our community. Um, so, I mean, I think that says it all right there. Um, yeah. that, that he's done that. So, um, cause you, you see that all the time. You see yeah, that not true. happen all the time. That's very um, true. And for three years, that's all I've heard is that, that, that he's going to go here and he's going to go there. And, you know, he's still an Eagle and he, he, he's shown that he can go to a small school, um, and, and still get recruited by, uh, schools all over the country. So, right. um, I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah. All right. So, in terms of the process itself, what's 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 surprised you about it? What you know? What have you learned about recruiting and and how, you know how to handle when it you know you got a kid like you said this was not this is not something that happens at East Rock right? You don't have you know top one hundred players you know they're just coming through the you know program regularly right? So um, what have you learned about this now that you've you've had a guy who's drawn so much attention and, and frankly is going to draw a lot more. Um, before yeah. it's all said and done, how, what have you learned about the process so far, Kerry? Just how competitive, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a competitive game and I can't even imagine if things had been open the last year. I think we've yeah. kind of missed out, um, because, you know, he hasn't been able to take visits. Um, our gym had, I mean, his sophomore year, um, I know Virginia came, Tech came, JMU came, VC, VCU came and we had, we had a lot of schools come to our games that season, but last year we didn't really, I mean, obviously they couldn't come. Um, so that was a big difference. I can't even imagine what it would have been like last year um, if, if they could have come to games. So, um, but it, it's just, it's competitive. Um, but, but I've just learned to, I mean, just enjoy it and be thankful and um, just try to, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed building relationships with some of the coaches um, and, and really watching them uh, and watching their teams and, you know, kind of things that he, they're telling me and they're telling Tyler, I'm, I'm seeing it on TV. So th that's really been cool um, yeah. to experience that. And I think that's it's made me a better person, a better coach for sure, um, going through the process. Yeah, that's interesting. In in terms of his recruitment, um, I mean, listen, let's let's just deal with one elephant in the room, which is at this point UVA has not offered him. Right. Um, and that 22 class is is pretty important for them, and, and it's a you know they've obviously got one commit in there already. Um, I, I don't I, I I'm I'm not sure how I would kind of describe you know McNeely versus Tyler in terms of skill sets and and that kind of thing. One funny thing about it is that soon you know they'll be able to um, they'll be able to face off against each other a little bit. <laughs> Um, because Polka and, and East Rock are going to play. Um, tell me a little bit about how that sort of came about and um, what the situation is for, for that pending matchup. Yeah, just a little background. Um, so Isaac, obviously from West Virginia, and I guess this was after their eighth grade season. So um, there was a, a big shots AAU team that, that Isaac played on. So Tyler and my son Cooper actually played a couple tournaments with with him and at the time I was like man this kid is really good he can really stroke it um and so it was just a couple um and then he I guess he played his freshman year Tyler played his freshman year and then I start seeing that you know he's starting to get a lot of hype around himself as well so um and then then I'm like I'm watching him play and I'm like he's he's Taylor fit for UVA I mean they <laughs> they run mover blocker they run yeah, they pack do. they run the pack yeah yep. be ready to go uh when he gets here so um but and I'm not even sure if, if Isaac remembers that he probably does. And I know he and Tyler have been to, I know they were at least one at one camp together and I know they'll, 
they'll, they're both down in Hampton this weekend at the uh, Southern Jam Fest. Um, so they they have a relationship, know each other. Um, but as far as the game, we were supposed to play this year. Um, the uh, AD at Virginia High, Brad Harper, is a is a friend of mine. He when I was at EMU, he would work um, some of our basketball camps there. Um, so he reached out to me. I guess it was last March and said. Uh, they they have a kind of a showcase event down there, and they have some some of the larger you know the bigger private schools. I know Oak Hill's been there in the past, and uh, several other schools. But so he tries to just get some matchups, and he, he knew that we had Tyler, um, and I guess he has a relationship with Poca as well. And he, he knew that I guess knows the coach there, and knew they had Isaac. And he was like, "How would you feel about getting this matchup together?" And I was like, "Obviously." You know, we want to play the, the best competition we can. We want to play in any kind of type of events we can like that. So so the game was actually slated for this season. Um, but when co- when COVID hit, obviously everything got canceled and we weren't allowed to travel. They weren't allowed to travel. I don't even think they had the tournament. So, um, but as soon as the season was over, he reached back out and he's like, are you good with playing that game again? And I was like, absolutely. So um, it'll be at Bristol um, at Virginia High. And I'm not sure who else will be playing around us, but um, obviously it'll be a, a tough game. That They were state runner-ups in West Virginia as well. Um, so it'll be uh, – It'll be great for Tyler, it'll be great for Isaac, but it'll be great for our both of our programs and communities too, just just to play an event like that and and have uh, fans be able to travel three hours or so and hopefully pack that pack that gym there. So um, we're excited for it, um, obviously. I only invited you on the podcast so I could get tickets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, that should be fun. I mean, I mean, obviously Tyler and, and Isaac are slightly different players, but. I mean, I assume they're going to end up guarding each other at points during the game because, you know, that's what everyone came to see. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, I, know, I think I know them both well enough to say they're competitive and they're going to want to – they're going to want to guard each other. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, I don't know. It, make, let me make sure I got the date right. When's, what's the date of that game? Um, January – January 22nd, I believe. It's a Saturday. Just in, case, just in case anybody's listening who wants to put it on their calendar, you know, just like January me. 22nd Virginia high school in Bristol, Virginia. And there'll be, like I said, I think the, I think the tournament's Friday and Saturday and typically um, they have a uh, several marquee matchups. So it'd be a good little weekend away. So yeah, for sure. Um, something tells me I'm gonna have to drive to Bristol um, to cover <laughs> that one. Um, and if not, Kerry's going to um, hunt me down and hit another game winner <laughs> in my, my team's face. Um, but no, so, all right. So McNeely, you, you mentioned having, you know, some background with him i'm just curious from from a coaching standpoint what what do you see in his game um what 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 do you like you know how has he improved how would you sort of um describe it uh, as of now i mean when i saw him lot i mean this was after his eighth grade years a couple tournaments that that i watched him then and i mean you could see right there that he was gonna be he's just really long for i mean he just he reminds me of a guy he really does like as far as body just being really long i think he's taller um, than Kyle Guy, um, but he could just really stroke it, and and you could see that the athleticism was there. But now, from what I've seen of him the last two years, that's really just taken off. Where I mean, he's he's an athlete for sure, um, and the ability, just like Guy could do. Just I mean, come, they run that mover blocker, so he's coming off those pin downs, and just the ability to turn and shoot, you know, at, at full speed, um, and be on balance and make shots. So. Um, 
yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to see him at Virginia for sure. Uh, yeah. I'm, not, I, I'm not sure how excited I am to coach against him. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but it, that, that'll be a fun, fun game. <laughs> yeah, I feel like as a Virginia fan, like comparing him to Kyle Guy is kind of like low hanging fruit, right? Like right. it's, but they are so. The more I watch the kid, like that's exactly who I see, and like I don't know. Look, you you got to do that when the lights are on, right? Um, right. To be Kyle Guy, that's why I feel guilty. But the thing I see, and I'm, I'm just looking for you to tell me I'm right, Kerry. Um, <laughs> like Kyle had that immense ability to no matter where, no matter where his feet were when he left the floor. They were square right after. And I see that same thing in Isaac. There was a couple of shots late in that semifinal game, I think it was. Where I mean he he comes up like he's you know going full speed, pulls up, you know, feet apart, and you know, he's he's squared up quick. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, if you look at the elite shooters we've seen, you know, for Virginia and you know, Curtis Staples could do that, Kyle Guy could do that, going to the bad guys like JJ Reddick was an yeah. amazingly good at that. Um, like that's that's what most excites me about that kid. Plus, his kind of sneaky athleticism. I don't know if it's. I don't know if we can call it sneaky anymore because I mean the dude's got. Yeah, and he's and he's got bunnies. Prototypical Virginia guy, man. He really is. He really is. I mean, the kid is super athletic. I I actually, you know, Dave, you were just talking about you know his ability (laughs) to sort of ride himself in the air. I told him that the other night. I was talking to him for a story and. I said, um, I said, name uh, listen, uh, no, <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, but hold on. The, the, the payoff is what he said about it. I said, you know, it really reminded me of, you know, Kyle guy. I mean, Kyle, Kyle was the best I, I had covered at being able to sort of, no matter where, like you said, no matter where he, where he lifted off from, he was going to get himself straight in the air. You know, he was going to get the thing off. And, uh, I said that, you know, that shot you hit in the, to win the semifinal, um, that one, you know, it reminded me so much of Kyle. And uh, he laughed and he said, yeah, I've, I've, I've heard that a few times. And he said it with this like kind of coy, you know, I'm not one of these people who brags a lot sort of way, you know, they just, I, you know, it, it's one yeah. of those responses that makes it, you know, somebody who covers recruiting, like it, it really endears you to the kid. Cause like he clearly understands how big of a, of a shot that was and how tough of a shot it was and how rare that skill is for a shooter. Right. So there, you know, anybody could shoot against air. Right. Um, but his ability, I mean, that's, that's elite, you know, and you put it with his athleticism and I mean, he's a, like, like Carrie said earlier, you know, he's already running the stuff and he's a perfect fit for him in a variety of different ways. Um, so I, yeah, I'm excited to, to, to see where his, um, you know, his development goes, um, especially, you know, going into next season. I joked with him the other night too, like, um, it feels like he should be leaving in a few weeks to, to go to UVA. Like, it, it, you know, he's got a full, you know, high school season and, and, and year left, yeah. you know? Um, and I'm sure, um, you know, and I'm sure like a lot of people will, will, will follow his every, you know, every stat line. Um, but can, to hear that kid talk about the state championship loss and, uh, how focused he is on it, he, he couldn't care less about the, you know, winning the player of the year award or anything like that. I mean, he just wants to win that championship. Um, so I, I don't know. He's a, he's a perfect fit. Like Carrie said it in, in so many different ways. Um, so. Hey, speaking of three point shooting, because I forgot to mention it earlier. Carrie, did you really shoot sixty-one percent from three for an entire season? <laughs> it's funny, man. Like the game, like that's been 30, sixty-one, yeah. six-one. <laughs> but we I, we did not shoot a lot of threes then. Like the game has changed so much even since then. Um, so we had two two six-seven guys inside. So we really pounded the ball inside, um, and we we really played off of that. And 
you know, I would get a lot of transition buckets and mm-hmm. I would, I would, I would only shoot a couple threes a game. Um, now in college, I shot a lot more. We shot, I shot a lot of threes in college, but in high school, uh, we, we didn't shoot a lot of threes. Um, then and it's crazy. Cause now it's like 50% of our shots are threes. So it's, um, it's, it's just amazing how much the game's changed in, in, in 30 years. But it's funny. I was when last year during the pandemic, when, when the um, the Jordan documentary was out, watching those teams back, I mean that was kind of the same era, um, you know, in the nineties. Yeah, exactly. And then I mean, like it was so many just mid range shots, and you just you know you, you see that's supposedly going away now. So um, yeah, like the Portland it, game where Jordan really changed, yeah. changed, changed amazing amount. Yeah, like the Portland, you know, the game against Portland when Jordan went crazy. I think he had six threes yeah. in that half, right? Yeah. yeah. Like Steph Curry does that in a quarter, and it's no exactly. big deal. Uh, yeah, it's we joke about. It. I think wait, I can't remember when when I dropped the positionless basketball thing, but I mean, at some point, <laughs> the shooters are getting so good, they either have to widen the court or extend the line, or the games are gonna. I mean, at some point, the value of a two-point shot is going to be so low yeah. that the game's going to have to change. But that's just a 40-something-year-old talking, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last couple questions for you, Karen. With, um, yep. you know, with the pandemic, um, you, you know, obviously we, we've we seen different versions, you know, of, of a quote-unquote season, right? We saw what college did. We, you know, uh, high schools, some of them delayed. Some of them tried to play. You know, lots of stops and starts. As a coach coming out of that now, um, we, you know, and, and this is true in a lot of different sports, right? Certainly Bronco Menhall has talked about it, right? For example, like, you know, coming out of that environment, how to get, you sort of get reality back started, something that, you know, society at large right now is kind of struggling with. As a coach, how do you sort of look at getting your team, getting your players ready for normal again? Like, what's right. your what's your directive to them in the offseason? Like, what are, you, what are you hoping that they're, they're doing? Um in terms of getting ready to, to sort of get themselves back into something that looks more normal. Yeah. I mean, it, it was such a grind. It really was like, I remember before we played our first game, I was like, I feel like we played an entire season. Like we hadn't played a game yet just because it was so difficult just to manage everything. And, and, and every night you lay down, you were just hoping that you were going to make it to the next day and not have anyone, you know, sick. Um, and just find a way to get to the first game. And then obviously games canceled. I mean, we, our, our season was crazy. I mean, we, we, from our original schedule, it was completely different by the end of the season. We were really just playing whoever would play us um, just because m- most of the teams on our schedule either would not play us because our county, we had to wear masks in games um, or teams got COVID and couldn't play us. So we, we kind of just, we were, schedule a game like the day the next day so on a Monday we we didn't have a game that week so we'd find somebody and they'd like they said yeah we'll play tomorrow so we were just so the the season was crazy but then once we got into playoffs then it was somewhat normal from there but um but yeah we've we've been back at it I mean we took I think we took one week off and we got back in the weight room um and we've really been working in the weight room and, and doing some skill development and, and most of the guys are on their AAU teams now doing that as well. So, um, you know, it's kind of a mix of that right now. But um, what I'm excited about is is June, you know, we're going to be able to do some events, um, which obviously we didn't do last year. We couldn't do last year. So we got invited. Virginia is not having 
um, any tournaments during the during the live period in mm -hmm. June. Right. Um, but I got a call from the Coaches Association in North Carolina a couple weeks ago, um, and they invited us to their event. Um, so, man, we are our guys are so excited for that. Um, obviously, Tyler's excited because you know all the coaches that are actually recruiting him will be there. Mm -hmm. um, but then our our play our other guys that aren't getting recruited at a high level are just. I mean, they're just ready to roll because they've never been to an event like that where it's going to be coaches there watching. So they'll, yeah. it'll it'll be a great experience for them. So that's awesome. Um, and then just some other team camps and things like that. Um, you know, more a more normal summer. I mean, we always try to play twenty to twenty five games in the summer at team camps and, and whatnot in summer leagues. So obviously, last summer we got we couldn't play at all. So. Um, hopefully we'll get that full off season in, which is which is critical, I think, especially when you are trying to develop some younger guys to to play a little bit that when they didn't play last year. So super excited for June for sure. Good deal. All right, last last one. I'm 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 gonna end on a fun one that you have no idea is coming. Oh, so man. if you if you punt and we have to edit this out, that's just my my, my fault and whatever. <laughs> you you told us earlier uh, that you listened to the podcast. All right, yep. one. Why am I your favorite uh, of the group? Um, and then no, uh, but seriously though, what's your? Fa I, I'm I, I'm just curious what gags and, and bits that we do, um, you know, resonate. So is it what's your what's your favorite thing um, about the podcast? I'm trying to think, man. You said you you said you listened every week. All right, I so do. I'm, I'm calling you out. And right? I, well, I've really full disclosure. About oh, the last is. couple of months, I've listened weekly. Before that, maybe not. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. So but, basically, what he's saying, folks, is that he's not listened to all 408 episodes no, prior to this. No. So. Now, I see. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't until I went on. I got on the my soapbox and demanded Tyler Nickel get an offer that yeah, that <laughs> carried the game event. That, that was impressive. I was, I was listening, and it, I've got to be a UVA homer here. Um, the Chris Long episode was cool. Yeah. He's just so laid back, man. It was uh, the one I wasn't on. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Know, <laughs> so basically, what you're saying is that Dave is your least favorite. That's what I heard you. Say. That's what I heard you say. <laughs> Dave got me a spot on the show, man. This is big time for for uh, from for a kid from Elkton, Virginia, to to be on the Cat Corner podcast. This yeah. is big time. Dude, I'm from Denwitty, Virginia. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm from Emporia, man. It doesn't get much money. You were you said earlier, you're like, yeah, we got a couple stoplights, and I'm trying to think to myself, how many stoplights are in Emporia? One, two, three. Yeah, like in my head, I'm like counting. I was them trying all. to figure out how you get two. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, so Jerry, have, it, hold on, wait, it's Chris Long. More. Hold on, hold on, Dave, yeah, hold on. Right, it's Chris Long, and then it's Carrie, and I'm trying to think of who other. You know, like David Teal's been on the show. Um, Barber's been on the show. Dillman was really good last week. Yeah. Dude, Damon, uh, look, he, he won't he won't hear this, so I'll, I'll say it. Damon is kind of crushing it, isn't he? Like, he's my really dude good. is like, and what's funny is that like he doesn't like he's one of those dudes who's so unassuming. You know, he's like, well, I you know, I hope people are enjoying it. I'm like, dude, you're killing it. Like, um, and he he you know he wrote that thing on Christian Alinka the other day. I mean, and I'm reading it, and I'm like getting emotional, like reading it. You know, talking <laughs> about his you know his friend who passed away and a senior day, and he hits his you know walk off double. You know, whatever. And I'm like, this is like good, really good stuff, you know? And he's all, you know, he's just like, oh, you know, hope, hope you, you know, hope it's okay. And I'm like, cause he sent, he has a tendency to go long, right? And he's like sending yeah. me the stuff. And I'm like, no, dude, your stuff is great. Like, it's great. So yeah, he was really good on the pod. So yeah, so like, um, so basically, Carrie, you're right there with Chris Long. Man. You're right there at the top. All right. <laughs> That's more there, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go ahead, Dave. Say, say your thing. 
Yeah, I mean, Carrie, I mean, I asked Carrie before the podcast, like, it's okay to tell people you're a Virginia fan. <laughs> but um, so I just want Carrie's perspective. Like, you know what's coming in now, right? Right. You know, assuming Virginia adds nothing to the 2021-2022 team, you know, over, you know, Milicic's obviously the, the latest to join. So Murray, Milicic, Franklin, and Gardner. Right. What, what do you think the strengths of this team will be and you know what's the potential weakness in your eyes as someone who actually coaches the game and plays it much better than I do? I mean, I think the big question, I mean, the elephant in the room is um, are Kihei and Reese going to be playing together a lot? Uh, I think – and with that, are, are the are Kihei, Reese, and Franklin, I mean, three players under 6-3, are they going to be – how many minutes are they going to be playing together? Um, it will be interesting to see. And, and just the – I mean, honestly, they lost their top four shooters, if you look at that. I mean, Huff, Hauser, Wollantenzai, Murphy. I mean, Murphy's going to – I mean, I think we all – Yeah, I think we're all. <laughs> um, so, who? I mean, who's going to be able to make – who's going to make shots? Um, and it was interesting. I was – just looking on Twitter before before we jumped on, and uh, I guess the uh, the Virginia handle it. The player of the year was uh, uh, Reese's three against Syracuse. Yeah, and I remember tweeting after that game. I'm like, he shot that in rhythm, and I think I think he can be a good shooter. He just he was just thinking so much. It seemed like to me watching them this year. Anytime he would he would just think and think and, and just not shooting rhythm. So. Um, that's my big thing. Who who are going to be the shooters? Um, is it is it going to be McCorkle? It, it will Murray be ready? Um, and then how how tough is Gardner going to be? I mean, is he going to be able to? I mean, I know he's a little bit undersized, but all indications are he can, he can go to work in there. So I mean, can he command double teams where where we're going to get open shots? But I mean, it just to me, it's scary losing your top four shooters. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a lot of question marks. You know, I, but obviously the talent, I think they've got a lot of talent. And um, Francisco and, and Caden Shedra, you know, how are they? It's just so many unknowns right now. I I'm not sure there's been a year, maybe the previous year where there were so many unknowns after losing, you know, the national championship team. But um, yeah, for me, there's just a lot of unknowns. Um, who's going to step up and make shots? Can those guys produce in the post? Um, and, you know, I don't know. I'll be excited to watch that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what we all feel. And, you know, I guess there's some, there's some ratings that have Virginia ranked pretty low and like, they make sense. Like if you just, you talk about the shooters that we're losing and if anything, this team is more similar to the post championship team than last year's team. Um, so defense is going to have to be the calling card. Uh, yeah. But I, I mean, I think it would be fun. I think I can't remember if it was, the last podcast I did or the one before, but like, I mean, the, the upside to this team is that potentially everyone that plays next year could be back in 2022 when you add Isaac McNeely. So it'll be fun. I'm, I'm just looking forward to a full season where I can actually attend a game. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, well, Carrie, I appreciate you coming on, uh, giving yeah, us so thanks, much man. of your time. Um, I think it was a, a really enlightening sort of different perspective on the process and, um, you know, we'll be, uh, will be interesting to see sort of as things go forward, you know, to catch up with you again down the road and see, you know, um, how things, you know, 
uh, evolved or changed or whatever for for Tyler and and for you as as you go through, like you said before, you you guys didn't ha- get to have sort of the the normal sort of you know oh man all these coaches are in the building sort of thing all year last year like you should have, um, but you're you're gonna probably get that this year, um, and that's that's gonna be a lot of fun for you guys I'm sure. So we'll definitely catch up with you down the road uh, and and kind of get an update so to speak. Um, if you are somebody who found the podcast through the website, thank you very much for giving us a listen. And if you don't mind, you can look us up on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on Overcast, or wherever it is that podcasts are quote-unquote sold. We should be there. And if we're not, let me know because we should be. Um, now, if you're somebody who found the pod but you haven't given us a look at the website yet, you can check us out at catscorn.com. I mentioned Damon killing it on the baseball front. I mean, I got I got so many good baseball stories. It's, it's, actually, it's actually making me look um, like an absolute slacker. But, I mean, my dude is just killing it. And... Um, so you can check out a bunch of those. Uh, he talked to, to Drew Dickinson, the pitching coach, about sort of how well the pitchers have, have thrown um, during uh, the stretch run. Had a really good notebook talking about the seniors coming up big, talking about the Geloff kid, you know, really kind of asserting himself. Uh, I mentioned that Helenka story uh, about his late friend. Um, and uh, obviously, Andrew Abbott had a huge night the other night. Um, I also caught up with um, Kyle Getter, who is Virginia's newest uh, full-time assistant coach. Um, he stepped into a full-time assistant role, um, with Brad Soderberg moving back into a, um, a director of player, um, or excuse me, director of scouting role. So we talked to him for a little bit just about, you know, how that sort of happened and how excited he is, you know, get on the road and recruit and see, you know, kids live and, and events and stuff. So you can check out all those links in your podcast, have a choice or in the content item for the show. Um, I also want to thank, uh, Andy Ludecki, um, or excuse me, Ludicky. Wow, I can't believe I messed his name up like that. He told me that was going to happen. Uh, you can visit MyPerfectFranchise.net for more information on how you can find freedom in your next venture and discover the perfect franchise for you. Um, I think that's a good place to pin, put a pin in it. Uh, again, I want to thank everybody out there for continuing to support the show. I want to thank Dave for giving graciously his time tonight. Ferber was otherwise occupied, but he will be back soon. Don't worry, we didn't kick him off the podcast forever. And again, my thanks to, to Carrie for coming on the show and uh, giving us so much time. So, for David Spence and Kerry Keys, I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon.